0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Bally Sports Miami Mic'd Up with me, Jeremy Taché. This week's guest has been a friend of the pod since before the pod existed, and I'll explain what that means in just a second. Donovan Campbell is a sports reporter at WSVN Channel 7, has been down here reporting on the teams in South Florida for the last 15 years, and is actually a South Florida kid himself who went to FIU and then started his on-air career in Texas before making his way Back down here to Miami. He and I were co workers for a few years as I started my career as an associate producer at WSVN. And that right there is how he became a friend of the pod before the pod existed. Donovan and I talked about moments like this quite a bit while I was working at WSVN. And it means a lot to me that he's taking the time to speak with me today a bit about his journey, a bit of an update on teams right now here in South Florida and a little bit of talk about 90s R&B who could complain so enjoy this episode of Miami mic Up featuring Donovan Campbell from WSVN and now welcoming on to the show a longtime friend and mentor along with everybody else over at WSVN a sports reporter after your own heart South Florida it's Donovan Campbell Joining me on this episode of Miami Mic'd Up, Donovan, thanks so much for taking the time to join me. And this is a pretty cool full circle moment for me.
1: Like you said, man, it's a dream to, you know, come on with you, seeing where you came from and just to see where you're at right now. And it's it's just amazing, man. You, You always know you've always been one of my favorites. And I'm just so happy to see all the success that's coming your way. It's well deserved for you.
0: Oh, man. Oh, Donovan, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, I really appreciate it. And you know how much I've uh, loved working with you and, and, and creating with you over the last few years before uh, this most recent year. Uh, but Donovan, before we get into any sort of sports or anything about your journalism path, I do want to ask you and I have a feeling I know what the answer will be. What is something recently outside of work that has brought you joy? I mean, that's
1: real simple. You know, my kids, uh, baseball and softball, you know, I live for that. I can't wait to get off of work and uh, they go to their practices, their games. I mean, now my vacation is predicated around their tournament schedules, which is so crazy. Like, I don't care about going to the Bahamas or Jamaica or whatever the case may be. I'd rather go to Sanford or Vieira Space <laughs> to these baseball tournaments to watch my son play. And now my daughter's playing softball. Now she's playing. And it's ridiculous because now she has a game today and I can't wait to go to her game today.
0: Right. It's amazing. Well, and it's so cool. I've, I've, and, and, you know, I, I let the folks know a little bit beforehand that we had worked together, but in working with you, the, the, one of my favorite things of being your coworker has been watching your kids grow up, but also like through their sports. So that's been super cool for me. And I know, uh, as a father, you're super, super proud of them and, and super supportive. Um, but let's get into sports and a little bit of your path here. Uh, you're a South Florida guy, so it's super cool that you've ended up down here covering these teams. Obviously, I'm I'm appreciative of being able to do some of the same, but your path sort of took a whole bunch of different directions. You went through Texas. You ended up back down here. So I have, t- I have two directions that we can go, and, and you can choose, or you can hit both of them if you'd like. Either a favorite story from the Texas days that maybe helped you prepare ultimately to to be able to hit the ground running when you got here or what it feels like in general to be able to cover your hometown teams. And if you want to touch on both, you know, feel free.
1: Well, well, for me, coming back home was like the pinnacle of my career. You know, I've been back home now 15 years since 2007. And at this point in my life, I can't see doing anything else. It's a great joy to be back home, to be back around your friends, that you go with your family, you know, just people that you grew up with in general. So that's special in its own right. And not to mention when you go out in the community and then people already kind of like, hey, Donovan Campbell, then when you tell them, you're, oh, I didn't know you were from here. Then that, that brings them even more joy that they even watch Channel 7 and then they find out, oh, you grew up in Miramar. Then they even love us even more. And that's what you really in this business for. You want that. I don't care what anybody says. The fanfare is great. And I love to put a smile on anybody's face that I come in contact with. And then as far as you know, in the Texas the high school for sure. Um, Those stories propel me to come here and want to do, you know, high school football here and become Mr. Friday Night. So, (laughs) I mean, that right there, those five years in Texas definitely did a lot for me coming back home and being the man that I am today and obviously the sportscaster I am today
0: yeah well you know it's fun um we got to see each other a little bit this past year out there at those high school football games and for me you know in, in working with under the lights it was super cool because i had learned from you mr friday night like i had i had been around to sort of produce some of that stuff and so to now to get to be on air and do some of it was was really special and in large part because of those conversations that we shared about what makes it so unique so your role is also really unique in in my opinion and that in getting to be a reporter most days but you get to slide into that anchor chair occasionally whether you know that's over the weekend or whether that's during the week popping in as well so for the younger folks in this space who who really value versatility could you talk to me about the prep that goes into not only needing to cover all these different teams down here but sometimes in in different ways on a given day
1: well for me it's easy um i kind of like the role i'm in as the uh I guess the quote unquote, you call me the number three guy where, you know, you have a main guy that goes through Sunday through Thursday. Then you have a weekend guy that anchors Friday through Sunday as well. And I feel in for both of them. And I kind of like it because that gives me the balance of being a reporter. So I get to go out in the field and actually go do stories on a consistent basis and fun stuff. So I'm out in the community. and I think that's a benefit for myself as well as the station being the South Florida guy that's out, you know, paving a road, you know, to do those type of things. And I think people appreciate that as well. I think Josh is an awesome guy and I'm, I'm happy for him. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of grateful that it happened the way it did, because now I get to continue to do what I love to do, which is being a sports reporter and getting out and getting out in the community and having those little franchise things like the Friday night, Mr. Friday night. And I don't think I would have been able to do that. So I'm very fortunate in that way.
0: Well, I think that, that what's so special about what you're talking about too, is that it's obvious that one of your favorite parts of this job is just being in the community and interacting with people. And so getting to continue to do that, whether that's with high school sports, whether that's at the games that you're sent to as a reporter or practices or whatever it might be, it's a way to connect with folks from the town that that you're from. And that's that's something that I'm, again, growing to be more and more appreciative every single day. So as we do talk about those teams, um, I'm just gonna touch on, on two of them with you, um, just to, to number one, To save us some time and and we're trying to squeeze this in between practices and everything like that. But number two, because I know you have an expertise on these and and specifically at WSVN, you guys cover the Dolphins incredibly well, um, whether it's pregame shows or postgame shows during the season or, or throughout the year on Sports Extra and otherwise. So it's been obviously a, a, a crazy off season, but right now where we're at, Mike McDaniel's going out and winning every single press conference that exists and blowing up on social media. Um, I'm certainly enjoying from afar, not necessarily covering, but what I guess I want to start with is is sort of your initial impressions of Mike McDaniel and whether or not he makes you feel optimistic about both Tua and the Dolphins going forward.
1: All right, let me first say this. I love Brian Flores. And obviously, I think he got a kind of a bum deal. I just want to throw that out there. However, Agreed. Agreed. I, I love Eminem. That's my name for him. <laughs> it's going to stick. I love him. Um, he's a breath of fresh air in the sense where you don't get too many coaches that will have fun and talk to you the way he does. He's very quick a dry. humor, And you got to appreciate it's just a different type of coach. What we've had since I've been here since 07, Saban had just left, and it was Cam Cameron, and it was Philbin, and it was Sperano. and it was all these guys that were just very, very stiff. This guy is just loosey goosey, and I know you're going to get that. Well, hey, well he's never coached before. So guess what? That coaching tree comes from. Those guys never had a head coaching job. And if I'm not mistaken, they just won a Super Bowl. So everybody just pump your brakes, give the man a chance. I really, really enjoyed the questions I got to ask his responses and you know, he had on some Christian Louboutins I'll never forget. And you know, I was just like, I see that on your bloody shoes. He's like, Oh, oh you saw that? I got something on the bottom of my shoe. And just him just even picking up on little things like that. That's my, that's my kind of guy. Everybody knows I love fashion. So right just picking up on that. All right, bro. I like this dude, let's, let's, let's push on. Let's see what you got. Hopefully it never changes. Dude, Cause you know, he's, you know, it's still the honeymoon phase. Let's hope it never changes. And that's key. Let's hope he doesn't change.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's so cool the way that he's been willing to sort of show his personality and and engage with not like I mean fans, media, everybody alike in the same sort of way, and and he's not shying away from like, hey, I'm yeah, I'm I'm a young guy who likes a lot, a lot of things that some of these older coaches don't necessarily like and and value some of those things, and it's fun hearing him make pop culture references that like. I know yes. and you know and and it's more like that. So, it's super fun. I'm 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 very excited to have him around. Um moving over to the Miami Heat. Bit of unfair timing and when we're talking about this is it's Thursday and they're going to play the Nets and then we're going to release this on Friday. So, things could change and it I don't think so drastically, but you know, this is more of a general conversation and for that matter, a quick aside for fans of this show, but we should have a Panthers themed episode next week. So, if you're looking for Panthers coverage, that should be coming next week. So, All that said, the Miami Heat are the best team in the Eastern Conference. On the Heat, are you of the belief that they can make it out of the Eastern Conference? And if so, what about this team, as you've covered multiple championship teams down here, makes them special enough to do that?
1: 100% they can come out of the East. Um, They've proven that throughout this entire season. And, you know, let me just say this Brooklyn shirt is not because of the Nets. This is actually Jackie Robinson. So let's just throw that out there. I'm going to tell you what's going to make the Heat come out of the East. This team is so tight-knit, and I'm going to give you a reason why. Think about this for a minute. Kyle Lowry has been dealing with something, a personal issue. Nothing has leaked at all. Nothing. No one knows anything about what Kyle Lowry is going through unless they work for the Miami Heat, and they have been so tight-lipped about that. That right there just lets me know that this team is together, and they are a brotherhood for sure. That's family type of stuff right there, and that right there is going to take them a long way when that guy gets back. And that's my key reason why they will come out of the east. That brotherhood, that family ties that they've had throughout this whole Kyle Lowry personal matters.
0: You know, I think that that's a a really really great point that oftentimes, you know, we don't really talk about when it comes to to cohesiveness of teams and. You know, everybody goes through different things, right? You got to imagine, right, the Brooklyn Nets right now are going through all sorts of of weird things with everything that's going on off the court with a couple of their different players. You imagine the the... Emerging that has to happen amongst players like Harden and Embiid in Philadelphia. You think about even in in Boston, where that team has sort of been banging up against a wall, and and you could see them maybe struggling with some adversity if it hits them. The only one that's been relatively cohesive is Milwaukee, and until last night, you know that's going to be the series that's going to be most interesting to me if if the Heat do get them in a matchup because those two teams seem to have each other's numbers in strange ways, but. You look at this team with Miami and up and down the roster, they have contributors and they do seem to be tight knit in a way that is really unique. And you often see from from championship teams. But all right, Donovan, um, a game that I want to play with you here. Um, I'm basically it, it's called layup or airball. So if you agree with this statement, it's a layup. If you disagree with this statement, it is an airball. Seems, you know, self-explanatory enough there. So I. Uh, Animated children's movies are great. Layup or airball? Layup. As a, as a father, you know, do you have any favorite ones right now? Have you guys been watching uh, Encanto? Uh,
1: I, I watched it at the movie theater when it came out. Uh, my <laughs> daughter had a birthday party, so I saw it uh, at the movie theater, and then we watched it as a family here. So, yes, I've watched it twice.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Okay. <laughs> uh, being a morning person is better than being a night person.
1: Speaking, that's definitely a layup for me because that's what I do. I'm the morning dad. I wake up in the morning, get the kids ready for school. So yes, layup for me. All
0: right. Uh, The best superhero power is super speed. I'm going to have to go airball on that. Mm -hmm. What would it be? I want to be able to fly. I want to be able to fly, man. Yeah. Uh, It'd be between that or super strength, I think, for me. I I think before super speed. And then uh, (laughs) this one. Aliens exist. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> this, this, is a, this is a question for my wife. I'm going to go airball. I'm going to go
1: airball. I'm going to go
0: airball. I think Jess would be very disappointed in you. All right. Yeah. And then uh, I normally I would do a, a last statement here. But instead of a statement, I'm just going to ask you, I know you love 90s R&B. I'm looking for your top three 90s R&B albums.
1: Oh, man. For me, that's easy. All right. Definitely... Mary J. Blige was the 4 and one That was my first CD I ever bought. So, and then, and then my second CD I ever bought was Jodeci, Forever My Lady. And then I got to go with my favorite group of all time, which is New Edition, so the Any Heartbreak album. Um, because, you know, between New Edition and Jodeci, those are my top two R&B. Uh, anybody will tell you, anybody that knows me. So, yeah, those are my top three. Easy for me, because those are just my faves. And Mary J. was you know, queen of heart and soul. So she was just like, you know, she's the bomb to me.
0: <laughs> I absolutely love it. All right. And then last question for you, before I let you go, um, I want to go back to the very beginning, which is the thing that brought you joy. I want your favorite moment so far of Kingston's life on the baseball field. Favorite baseball moment with Kingston, your son so far. And I know that that is tough. If you want to give me a top three, you can. Happy to continue to have this conversation because it makes me happy.
1: Oh, man. All right. So when he was playing seven, you, I guess, coach pitch, get his first inside the park home run in the rain. That was pretty awesome. And if anybody knows me, I'm, I'm not obnoxious, but I am obnoxious. If that makes sense <laughs> in these games, I'm very loud. So and, I'm, and I have a lot of what they call Donovanism. So a lot of the parents make fun of me. So I'll say stuff like when he's running, get on that horse and ride. It's to make him, like, run faster. So, you know, I do that. And then Jessica records everything. So you always hear me in the background screaming and yelling, go, go, get on that horse and ride. I do it for him and his other teammates. So that right there was probably the first – yeah, that, that probably stands out. There's others, but that one stands out a lot.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Well, and what's so funny is also knowing, and, I, you know, if, if Jessica listens to this, I know I have heard her yell quite a few things uh, in the background of those videos as well. So you guys are some uh, some passionate and supportive parents, and I love it. Um, well she
1: gets yeah. it all from me it's like I have a it's like I have a, a parrot at the games everything I say she just repeats it It's like it's ridiculous.
0: I love that I love that well Dono um, I know you have got to run a million different directions with dad duty and job duty and doing a million different things but I can't thank you enough for taking the time um, to join me here on Miami Mic'd up. Is there anything that you want to plug here for people to watch with the work you're doing with WSVM?
1: I just want to plug you just the awesome job you're doing. As soon as you left us, um, I just love the fact the way you took the torch and ran. The way you are just blowing up in this industry right here locally. I always told you that you were going to be a star. I know you won't be here too much longer because you love South Florida, but eventually you're going to be poked and prodded to do something nationalized. And I can't wait to see all the success that's coming your way. You always know you're my man, 100 grand. And I just appreciate you for always being you and sticking to the script. Stick into the script, stick into your faith and look at all the good things that are happening to you. So I just want to plug you. I don't need to be plugged, man. I've been here 15 years. I'm happy in my skin. It's all about
0: you, my man. Well, there's been a bunch of uh, bunch of really cool podcast guests I've had so far. You're the first to bring me to tears on this podcast. So thank you for doing that. Uh, Donovan Campbell, the man, you can follow him on Twitter, on Instagram and find all of his work at WSVN. Tune in and watch Sports Extra on Sunday nights over at WSBN. And you can follow their Twitter account at 7SportsExtra as well. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Miami Mic'd Up, and we will be back with you next week. Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami mic Up with me, Jeremy Taché. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota, Visit your local Toyota dealers or Toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places.